Hi, I'm Jennifer Isabella. And I'm Melissa Parrish. Your co-host for Forrester's podcast, What It Means, where we explore the major changes in the market influencing executive priorities. Today, we're joined by Principal Analyst TJ Kitt to discuss the relationship between CX strategy and technology, a topic that will be covered in depth at CX North America. We hope you'll be able to join the virtual event on June 7th through 9th. Register now at 4.com slash CXNA. That's F-O-R-R dot com slash C-X-N-A. And now, welcome to TJ. Thanks for having me. So it sort of strikes me that so much enterprise tech affects the customer experience. So I think it would be helpful to just understand, like, what is included in a CX tech's portfolio? Sure. Um, I, well, I think the, the first thing to do is to acknowledge that there isn't necessarily a thing that you can classify as a customer experience technology portfolio. Um, there really isn't, I guess, in the marketplace, something that you could reasonably outside of say marketing classify um, as customer experience technology. Um, what we're, what you're in essence talking about are a collection of tools that, that companies use in order to successfully manage and deliver customer experiences. Um, so the way that we kind of think about it is, um, you know, if you're a customer experience professional, what you're trying to zero in on are the, the tools that are going to help you manage a closed loop process that allows for you to take in insights from how well the customers are interacting with your products and services, and then take that understanding to then continuously improve the experience that the customer has. Um, so in essence, you know, anything that your customer touches um, and that they deposit information into could be considered to be part of that portfolio, which obviously makes this a very complicated thing to then try to sort out. So I got to jump in there because uh, as I think, I think you and I have been um, bombarded with quite often over the past few years, I think there is a segment of the technology industry out there that would disagree that there absolutely is something called a customer experience technology portfolio because there are platforms um, named as such. Uh, what is your take on what that whole side of the tech industry is? What are the platforms that are being marketed as customer experience platforms? Are they are they part of the CX tech portfolio or are they something else that's just using convenient naming? No, I mean, I think they all have usefulness when it comes to managing and delivering customer experiences. I think the problem is that they all use similar terminology to describe things that do vastly different functions. So a digital asset management system, you know, could call itself a customer experience um, platform. Um, and it doesn't mean that they're wrong and that it doesn't help deliver a customer experience. It just is different than, say, someone that provides technology related to customer feedback management, which is a, a completely different area, or someone that is delivering customer relationship management technology, which is yet another set of tools that a business uses to deal with sales or marketing or support. So I think it's less a matter of, you know, that this is wholly incorrect descriptions of what it is that they do. It's more that it's incomplete descriptions of what it is that they're, they're doing. Um, and that they want to use the, the terminology customer experience because that is ultimately 
what they help a company do. They help control the perceptions that customers have of their interactions with their business. Um, but who buys that and how they use it and for what reasons differs. Um, and so you, I guess if you're talking about just kind of a, a normal taxonomy of, um, of, of business technology, you can't reasonably lump all those things together because they have different purposes. They originate it in, you know, in different departments and they serve ultimately different purposes while maybe sitting underneath a kind of a collective ultimate goal for a company. So it, it strikes me that like CX professionals, to your point, are not, they don't own that portfolio or whatever, you know, tech sort of rolls up in there. So maybe break it down. Like what are CX professionals typically quote unquote in charge of, of procuring? Um, and then I'm sure there's a whole load of other tech that they're maybe influencing or maybe not even aware of, you know, let's unpack that. Now you've introduced yet another complication. So this is, this also kind of talks about um, where it is that your customer experience professional, quote unquote, lives and what it is that they control. So if your customer experience leader also happens to be the leader of your customer support organization, they may have a different technology remit than, say, someone that is dotted lined, um, you know, into a bunch of different areas, but is not necessarily someone who has authority over um, any particular functional area of the business. Um, so think of that as like kind of your your chief customer officer who serves more as an advisor to the executives as opposed to um, someone who has a, um, a direct set of responsibilities for the business. So if we're, if we're I guess if we're talking about this in, in a more traditional sense, if you're thinking about this in, in terms of what do we stereotypically think that customer experience people are in charge of, um, you know, the, it's a lot of things in terms of measuring the perception that someone has of their interaction with the business. So kind of getting back to our, our fundamental definition of customer experience, which is that it's nothing more than a perception. Um, and so that means that they have a lot of responsibilities um, and authority over technology like customer feedback management software, um, text analytics, um, maybe some, you know, kind of um, voice to text technology to help, you know, I guess, kind of gather some of that, um, that input from customers. Uh, maybe a little bit of the portfolio related to analytical um, um, packages, although maybe not complete control. But again, it's kind of you know, sequestered in you know that analysis and then distribution of insights from said analysis that um, you know you could say that they traditionally or you know perhaps more accurately stereotypically have been um, you know kind of painted as being the owners of. So there's sort of a. a complex network and ecosystem and that this tends to be the case with many aspects of of cx as a business function i think it's fair to say mm -hmm. um and recently in a lot of the research we've done with cx leaders this exact topic came up a lot um and sort of to what you were talking about earlier uh, jen th this idea that there is technology that we could call or should call part of the CX tech portfolio that the person who or team that's in charge of CX doesn't even know about mm -hmm. uh, that it exists or they know that a system exists, but they don't know what it's collecting or how it impacts the customer. Um, is that something you often see as you're looking at 
at the tech portfolio as a thing, uh, knowing that it, that takes on different permutations in the business? Is it how common is it that there are systems that the CX team should at least know about that they just they just don't know about? Oh, I mean, that's that's pretty common. Um, I mean, I think the the thing you have to kind of remember and that the thing that complicates this entire conversation is that um, when you're talking about customer experience, though we like to talk about it as, you know, the responsibility of a individual or a department, um, it's the responsibility of the company. Like the company exists to deliver something to a customer. Thus, delivering a good experience is the responsibility of, you know, not only the 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 customer facing part of the, the workforce, but, you know, the middle and the back office as well. Thus, the technology portfolio meant to carry out this mission um, expands across the entire business. Um, and it it takes into account, you know, the, the different missions of, you know, different groups. Sales has a mission, marketing has a mission, supply chain has a mission, product has a mission. Um, and, and in accomplishing that mission, they all use different tools. Um, and all of those tools, you know, definitely have some role in delivering the customer experience and may gather information or insights into how the customer interacts with the business, perceives those interactions, um, and gives us some hint on their intentions going forward. So it's, it's difficult, you know, in many respects for a, um, you know, you know, one individual or one group, particularly if that group or individual is not technologically, um, you know, kind of a, you know, adept uh, to, you know, kind of be able to look across that broad portfolio of, of just business technology and say, you know, these are the things that we definitely should, you know, have a, a say in or definitely be informed about, um, you know, as the company is making those decisions. So that that was going to be my my next question that you started to allude to when you said um, people, um, you know, especially for those who are maybe not as technologically adept. The question is, how technologically adept do CX leaders need to be today? What do they need to know how to do when you're looking across what they could own or at least have to influence and know about? So I think at a minimum, you know, what they should be doing is they should be thinking about who are the sorts of individuals that we can include in our organization who can help bridge some of the gaps between us and other departments um, generally, but the IT department um, specifically. Uh, so we've seen at some companies that um, customer experience organizations have brought on board um, individuals that you know, may have began their career in IT you know, to provide that liaison, you know, between the, the customer experience group and the IT department to kind of help have those conversations about um, what is important to support the customer experience strategy from a technology perspective. Um, going beyond that, you know, in terms of, I guess, how much the, the CX leader themselves needs to directly know and understand, um, I guess that's really going to depend on, you know, the, the ultimate responsibility of that customer experience leader. Um, if that customer experience leader is primarily going to be responsible for, um, you know, kind of the, the insights generation um, and then kind of passing along that information to the business, um, then it probably helps, you know, for them to have a, a pretty good working knowledge of, um, 
you know, kind of the, the different sort of technologies that would feed that analysis. If the customer experience person um, is going to have you know, more functional responsibilities. So, you know, they're going to, you know, have some role in the contact center. They're going to have some role um, in campaign management or things of that nature. Um, you know, then it's probably important for them to have you know, some a pretty good understanding of um, the technologies that support that, whether it's, um, you know, kind of agent desktops or, um, you know, kind of the, the campaign management software that's available through CRM systems. Um, but again, this is going to be a matter of kind of fixing that that mission that the business has on um, or for that customer experience leader. Um, so it's it's I guess that's a kind of a very long way of saying it's it's mission dependent, um, you know, in terms of that that understanding. But as a you know, kind of a near term solution, you know, a lot of it's going to be about bridge building. Whether it is that um, you bring in someone specifically to act as that bridge. Or you lean on relationships that you have in the business um, you know, through prior engagements, you know, helping different departments, you know, sort out customer journeys, things of that nature to then insert yourself into those different conversations. It also strikes me that this is like a cultural point that you're making, right? Like as a CX leader, you can't just go like one by one on projects or initiatives or whatever, but really trying to also seed a culture that is oriented around the customer and what's best for the customer is mm-hmm. also, you know, part of the equation, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, this all, it's cultural and it's also organizational and, and, and you know, it's a leadership issue. Um, yeah. If your customer experience leader doesn't also happen to be the CEO of the company, um, you know, then they're probably going to need, you know, the CEO or somebody in the C-suite that has the ability to drive some of this uh, conversation top-down um, into the organization. It also requires, you know, kind of a middle-out strategy. So I guess the way that I always think about, um, you know, these sorts of things is that, um, you know, the the executives can dream, dream up anything that they want, but if, you know, the P&L holders in the middle part of the business um, don't see any value in it, um, you know, then it's just kind of a, it's a good idea, but not necessarily something, you know, that's going, that they're going to embrace as helping them be able to meet their goals. And so they're going to carry on as they were before. So you're going to need to be able to, you know, kind of you know, have that individual that can, or group of individuals high in the organization that can kind of drive, you know, the vision and the strategy from kind of a top-down perspective, but you're also going to need, you know, kind of a mechanism to gain that bottom, that, that buy-in, you know, in the middle part of the organization to kind of drive, you know, middle out, you know, the, the ideas around, you know, kind of unification of, of customer information, cooperation and collaboration um, around decisions that are going to be affecting, you know, the customer, thinking about how, everyone has you know, kind of a, a role in different customer journeys that are critical to the, the company and to the customer. So it's, it's, it, yes, there's a, there's a cultural element to it for sure. But I think, you know, that's, that springs from, you know, kind of having the, the business imperative, you know, to kind of make that an important thing you know, to consider. So I'm going to ask a question that is the complete opposite of, of culture. Where are you seeing budget come from, right? Because if you're a marketer, you're the CMO, you own or parts of your team own the MarTech stack, and you have budget to build that out. But as a marketer, you have an enormous 
sometimes bloated um, budget anyway, right? Sometimes it's not nearly enough, but like you're not you're not typically um, having to uh, search underneath the couch cushions for nickels and dimes to procure, you know, to make sure that your entire campaign management system can run for the next year, right? So if you're looking at something like a CX tech portfolio, where it, that could mean anything, um, and you sit in this department, but you need to be aware of technology in that department, or you need to use technology in another department, what where is the budget coming from for the things that the CX teams or functions use most? So things that we stereotypically think about customer experience people using, such as customer feedback management systems and, you know, text analytics and things of that nature. Um, the companies I talk to there, you know, that department, it's funding it itself. Like, so you know, it's a it's department, it has a budget. It can make that a, a budget line item that it pays for. Uh, I think the, the more expansive question that you're asking is, um, you know, all the other things that are, that that play a role in managing and delivering customer experience who is paying for those things um that again that depends on you know kind of the you know how the company is viewing different things and and the centrality of certain things um so you know what george always used to refer to as you know kind of the the you know kind of the, the the fire that that brings the tribal fire that brings everyone together your crm system um you know, that may be centrally funded and run by the IT department, which means that it is, you know, kind of a, a common expenditure, you know, for the entire business. Um, and so it's not necessarily reduced to, you know, the marketing department is paying for, you know, this piece of it. It's that, you know, we have decided to kind of, as, a, as an organization, go in on, um, you know, kind of a, a CRM system that's going to help us um, run service, run sales run you know, kind of marketing to a degree and then maybe the bolt-on pieces to that um you know that we that we use for campaign management or for you know, kind of agent support or um for salesforce automation um you know are, are things that maybe kind of parcel out to those different departments as augmentations if you have a chargeback model but you know we're centrally kind of locating that um and then you know kind of for other things that may again much in the same way that cx Teams are paying for their own technology. Those different departments pay for their own technology. The I think where you may be driving um, is you know how do you coordinate that? And the coordination you know then becomes kind of a question of um, that top-down drive towards uniformity and approach toward um, the customer experience strategy. You know what is it that we want to accomplish in service of our overarching customer experience vision. How is this technology going to support that? And who are the people that we bring together in decision-making groups to ensure that what it is that we've decided is going to be necessary for our strategy is manifest in the technology decisions that we're making. Um, so I guess that's a way of saying that the, that the funding question probably is the thing that you get to after you sort out who makes the decision. Um, and what group of people are involved in that decision. Super interesting, TJ. And I feel like, you know, basically you're saying like, this is not a simple check in the box. You've sort of done your job in evaluating a CX tech portfolio, so to speak. But one thing that I imagine would be on the audience's mind is like, how 
how do you go about doing this? Who is responsible for doing what? And sort of what does that racy look like for something like this? Um, and is there such a thing or is it another? It depends. We do try to kind of you know, boil this down to, um, you know, people having responsibilities, accountabilities, you know, you know being consulted and being informed. And so the, the way that we think about it in terms of kind of the customer experience professional and, and taking, you know, their perspective is that um, there are things that they're going to be responsible and accountable for. So the things that they're going to be responsible for are technologies that capture customer perceptions. Um, and so that's what we would say are the traditional portfolio of things, you know, such as um, customer, customer feedback management software, text analytics, um, you know, basically the things that allow for you to do good, high quality, you know, customer research um, and, to, and pull that into the business. The accountability then is related to, you know, how the organization uses those perception capture, capturing technologies. So, you know, you know, responsibility and authority aren't necessarily things that always hang together, but in this case, um, you know, we think it's pretty important that you're not only responsible for the acquisition and administration of these technologies, but that you're accountable for how they're used in the business so that the insights are properly fed into the closed loop process that we talked about before. Now that leaves the rest of the technology portfolio. So the, on the consulted side, when we're looking at the technologies that you know, people should probably try to get a customer experience leader or professional at the table, are those things that are going to help contextualize the measurements that you make of the customer interactions. So those would be you know, things that are perhaps cust customer touching or customer supporting. Um, so technology that may reside in the contact center, um, technologies that may be part of, you know, kind of the, the marketing programs that you're putting into place to draw people in. Um, maybe some of the technologies that you apply, you know, to sales scenarios, if part of what you're, you're evaluating downstream are those sales contacts, because essentially what you want to be able to do as part of that closed loop process is you know, gather those insights, identify problems, and then explain why the problems are happening. And so that's where, those technologies come into play. And if you're not able to you know, kind of create a portfolio that properly provides the context, if it you know, creates unintelligible information um, for that purpose of, of analysis and then feeding into that process, it's not useful. And then you know, kind of outside of that, you know, you know, then they're going to be the, the everything else. So there should be a set of technologies that you're informed upon. And those are generally things that are going to be supporting customer experience delivery. Um, you're informed about them because it's useful to understand how those things are supporting the overarching customer experience strategy. But at the end of the day, you don't necessarily need a customer experience professional, um, you know, providing a lot of information into what technology you use to forward a contract to a client. Um, it's, you know, it's not you know, kind of within, you know, the realm of responsibility that you have. It's not something that's necessarily going to give you a lot of insight into why the customer's perception is the way it is. It's just, it's good information to know because as you're looking and doing your analysis, um, it may be something that you say, oh, well, I know that we do it this way. 
Um, I know that this is part of the delivery. And so that may be important for us to understand. Same thing with like kind of, you know, more back office sort of stuff. So if the, you know, your ERP system, which helps with supply chain, you know, as a part of that conversation, you're obviously not going to be making any decisions on, you know, the ERP system, but it may be helpful to understand, you know, that supply chain is an important part of, you know, the manufacturing process, which, you know, has, which is a dependency into when we can deliver a product to the client. So if we're trying to pinpoint issues, at least we understand that this is how the system works in the back end and we can move forward. Great. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to Forrester's What It Means podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. To continue the conversation, follow Forrester on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.